We are gathered here to praise God and to witness to our faith as we celebrate the life of Betty. We come together in grief, acknowledging our human loss. May God grant us grace that in pain we may find comfort, in sorrow, hope, in death we find resurrection. As I share the 23rd Psalm, this Psalm is one of comfort in times of loss. It describes from the young shepherd boy David his experience of God in a personal way, a God who cares about us and who loves us. And at times like this, a God who is made more real by the resurrection of his son, Jesus. The 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Now we have special music. Prayer, prayer has the power to heal, to lift us up. And every prayer we pray, understand that God hears our prayer. And he hears the prayers that we make today as members of this family. Just a beautiful family. God is hearing you, so let us pray. Eternal God, we praise you for the great company of all those who have finished their course in faith and now rest from their labor. We praise you for those dear to us whom we name in our hearts before you. Especially, we praise you for Betty, whom you have graciously received into your presence. To all these, grant your peace. Let perpetual light shine upon them and help us so to believe where we have not seen that your presence may lead us through the years and bring us at last with them into the joy of your home, not made with hands, but eternal in the heavens, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Betty Lou Holder. Brown. Uh, she's been at me for, I don't know, years and years about a song that's going to be sung at her funeral, and this is one I'm going to do. It's called I Cross My Heart. But if you knew Betty, you knew that she was all about love, no matter who you were. Even if she didn't like you, she loved you. But uh, she's always picked at me. She said, now, when I die, I want you to sing a love song at my funeral. I want it to be George Strait, I Cross My Heart. And I'm going to do it today. Where Fox TV may have American's Idol, y'all have Mamer's Idol, don't you? Thank you, Justin. My pausing to thank you for your presence here today and for your invitation um, to me to be a part of this service this afternoon in order to try to bring a little comfort to this family feels a little oxymoronic because if given a choice, I don't think any of us would be here this afternoon. If we were given a choice, we would choose to be with Betty. We would be sitting beside her listening to her tell stories or lies. <laughs> I, I never could 
Maybe I should have said truth stretchers. I uh, never really could figure out whether she was telling the truth or not. I'll give you an example. She used to tell me she was a better shot than Oscar. And I'd, I'd go visit Oscar and I'd say, Betty said she's a better shot than you. He'd say, Betty's a lie. She knows she's telling a lie. So I wasn't sure which one was telling the truth. If given the choice, rather than being here, we would be sitting outside with Betty and we'd be having a cup of coffee. I guess that was what was in her cup. <laughs> or we'd be having lunch at the grill. Maybe we'd be on a pier fishing somewhere or in the woods getting the buck lined up in our sights. But the truth is, the truth is if we had a choice, we would be anywhere other than where we are because death is fragile and we'd rather not have to face it. But that's not our reality. We're staring death in the face. We have had the breath knocked out of us. Another person that we love has died. And naturally and instinctively, we may not wish to admit it, but we sit there and we wonder why. Why Betty? And why now? I mean, there was just so much more you would think she had to live for. So many people depending on her for navigating through the complexities of life. And frankly, if I knew why, Betty, and why now, I would tell you. Winter is supposed to be ending. Spring is supposed to be just a week or so away. And it seems like life is supposed to be budding right now. And I wish I could better share with you the facts surrounding the whys of death and the inevitable journey through those valleys of the shadows of death that we all are going to have to make. And so if I knew why Betty and why now, I could better help Billy and Donna and Justin and this extended family and all of these friends that have gathered navigate through this time in life. But not wishing to, to sound like I'm bragging, I've been told on a very rare occasion, and notice I said a very rare occasion, that I'm a fairly decent preacher. I've been told that I'm a pretty good theologian. I've invested 25 years of my life to this vocation and calling, and I have searched scriptures high and low for all the answers, and I just don't have them. All I know to share is this. What makes today possible is this gift of envisioning things in Scripture and then getting off in this quiet place, turning off my phone, turning out the world, meditating and contemplating on the Scriptures until something sparks where I can see some harmony and some unity coming together through the God-inspired Word and then sharing what I can, what little bit I know, with the people that I have a privilege to speak to. And so Billy and Donna and Justin, family and friends, I'm here to tell you that where we'd rather be anywhere than where we are today, Betty is right where she would choose to be knowing everything she knows now. I told Donna the other day when she called, her mom has all the answers now. We don't, but she does. Betty has been delivered from any pains and agony of earth, and she has found that eternal rest that we hear so much about in the arms of God. All weekend, I, 
I thought about what Betty's life, and I'm talking about from birth, death, all of those things in between, all of those things that filled Betty's life, I found some of the answers as to the whys that I was looking for, and they were tucked away in some scripture that I have read, I have studied it, I've even shared it from this very spot many times before, but it seems like every time I read it, I find something new. And it's in the words of the ecclesiastical writer who wrote, for everything that happens in life, there is a season. There is a right time for everything under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to collect the harvest, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to tear down, a time to build up, a time to cry, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them up, a time for a warm embrace, a time for keeping your distance, a time to search and a time to give up for lost, a time to keep quiet and a time to throw out, a time to tear apart and a time to bind together, a time to be quiet, a time to speak up, a time to love and a time to hate, a time to go to war, a time to make peace. And I know God has made everything beautiful for its time. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So why are we facing death today? And why Betty? Now, King Solomon said everything hap that happens in life, from birth to death, all of those in-between times, there's a reason. Not always a clear reason, but those beautiful plans God has designed for our lives. Just like there is a time to plant and a time to harvest, just like there's a time to build up and tear down, a time to hunt and a time to not hunt, there's a time to be born and a time to die. It is completely out of my pay grade to be able to explain things like strokes and cancer and aneurysms or automobile accidents. I cannot explain loss of jobs or the disillusionments of marriages and friendships. I cannot give you reasons as to why there is brokenness or even different avenues of faith. I don't have all the answers. And even if I did, there would be people who would disagree because people don't agree on all matters. We don't even agree on how to grieve death. The way some of you are grieving death and the way others sitting right beside you are grieving death is different today. That's because we were created not as robots. We were created as children of God. Billy, my heart hurts for you today. You and Betty were blessed with many happy years. Happy years where you were devoted to one another. Years where you worked together. You created a successful business. You built stability for your lives. And I know how dependent you have become on her. But your faith in God will get you through these next weeks and months and years. Donna, you've lost part of your heart and soul. We've talked about this a lot. 
you and your mom have always been on, well, maybe not. Maybe you have not always been on the same page. In fact, I'm pretty sure you weren't. But in those times in the past when you needed somebody to walk with you through life, your times of difficulty, hurt, disappointment, times when you needed a confidant and a go-to, in times of celebration and happiness, times when you needed a shoulder or maybe just a good laugh, your first person was your mom. And Justin, she was your lifeline. She was the one that would stand beside you when you thought everybody else in the world had left you. Times when you thought your world was coming apart, it was your grandmother who was the one that helped you pick up the pieces so that you could start again. John and David Patterson, you've lost someone that feels like a mother to you. And Shirley, she was more than a sister. She was a best friend. But that was Betty. That was Betty Brown. And if you were to ever meet Betty Brown, you never forgot her. Lord, how you never forgot her. She was unique. Betty Holder Brown was created by God, and she was blessed with this ability to love people, care for people, listen to people, give advice to people, sometimes unsolicited advice to people. Of all the things God gave to Betty Brown, there was only one thing I ever found that was missing. When God created Betty Brown, he forgot to give her a filter. <laughs> you talking about a dame that could be direct. But one thing about Betty, you knew where you stood with her. That's not all bad. <laughs> I've remembered as I was driving up here today, I think it was in the first six or eight months that I was here, so this goes back eight or ten years, and I was asked to do a funeral for Gilbert McPhail, and I remember that in that funeral, I said about Gilbert, I said, Gilbert had two ways of doing things. There was Gilbert's way, and there was Gilbert's other way, and those words came back as an echo today when I thought about your mom. There was Betty's way and there was Betty's other way. But you know, she was just the typical Mamers girl. She came from a large family. She was a farm girl. She loved to hunt. She loved to fish. She worked hard. She was dedicated to God. She was dedicated her, to her family and friends. She loved life. She lived her life based around the golden rule, or I thought she did until I read this hunter's prayer. When I entered through the pearly gates and come into your glory land, instead of the mansion you promised, Lord, how about just an old tree stand? <laughs> and so where our minds may be telling us that we're in the midst of death today, I am here to tell you that though odds would suggest otherwise, Though pain and sorrow fill our hearts and make us sad to think about Betty's death, we are actually here to proclaim life. To everything, there is a season, there is a time to be born, but there is a time to die. But we do not die alone. God is not a life taker, God is a life giver. 
In John 16, Jesus said very clearly that pain and suffering are coming. Quoting, he said, you will have suffering in this world. But Jesus also said in words similar to the one shared by King Solomon, I give eternal life and they that perish, no one will snatch them out of my hand. Oh, time to mourn, time to die. Everything has a reason in its season, a right time for everything under God's heaven. And right now, we do not see with clarity everything God has in mind in this time. It's hard to understand God's ways. For our lives and the paths we're called to journey are reliant on the strength of our faith. But one day, one day in God's time and in that perfect season, we all will see things clearly. Just as Betty sees things clearly today. So with hope, maybe this in some way answers the question that we have asked these past few weeks and that we ask with such frequency, why? Why didn't God merely create a world where tragedy and suffering didn't exist? And the answer is, I, I think God did. Genesis says, God saw all that was created and it was very good. We may not always understand it, but we can always trust it. And in that, we find hope. And in proper season, we all will see it. But until then, family, friends, until then, we must trust God's plan for our lives. The plan God had for Betty's life and the plans God has for ours. I urge this family and I urge us all to trust in our faith and trust in the promises of resurrection. Amen and amen. Pastor Terry to share in this remembrance. We were saying as we came in, uh, we have to find some, um, some stoles that are camouflaged. I don't think they sell those. Uh, it is a testimony to the love that you have and she had for not only nature, but for family, friends, and community, and home. And we talked about that. And before I get started, I want to just point out in your bulletin, it has John 3.16, a wonderful scripture that so many have memorized, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. Um, and it's not a coincidence that she passed into God's hands on so the 16th of March. She passed on 316, uh, which it connects us together. In John, the 14th chapter, Jesus is speaking and he's relating to where we are. See, our Lord, our Christ knows our situation. Ours is not a distant God or some teaching that's not personal. Ours is a personal faith and a personal savior. And Christ says this directly to us today. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. 
I will not leave you orphaned. I am, com I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live, you also would live. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. I believe in the power of family and home. I think one of the things that I noticed about this Mamers community when I first came here are the farms and the families and the fellowship and the faith. These are things that bind us together. We have different homes, different addresses. We live in different places. And home is more than that when we are able to raise a family and show love and support and be the person God would call us to be. There's no doubt so that Betty and Billy have provided that home for all the family. And it's a wonderful testimony that we have come to celebrate that. There's a writer who once wrote, you can't go home again. Well, it's not hard, just go over that way, you'll get home. It's not that far away. There's always a place in our hearts that we have memories, and have ideas, and everybody here has a story to tell of Betty and how her home was always an open home. The other night at the hospital, it was that moment, and of course Donna, she had called me and wanted me to come and be a part of that transition. They were gonna take her off the different um, so things medically. And of course I went up expecting what I usually encounter, a wonderful family, close-knit, and I basically walked into the citizenship of Mamers that showed up. I didn't know so many people who could end up in a hospital room. And everybody was gathered there and outside, and here we are now. You remember that moment. It was not an awkward moment. It was actually a moment of great faith because I saw in your eyes, even though there were tears and fears, I saw love and love because of home and family. Now remember, we spoke about what happens. Now let's just get down to the business of it. People, they have faith, they say lots of words, intelligent words, make out like they know this and know that, but let's just get down to what it's really about. This is a journey going from here to there. And the connection between here to there is very simple. It's not elaborate, there's no rules, there's no test. All it simply is is a simple step of faith into a tunnel of light. And Betty stepped into that, and we spoke about that the other night. We said that she's about to enter into that tunnel of light. We did not know the time it would happen, even once they removed all the mechanisms. We do not know the time or place, but we do know the destination. And the home here connects straight to the home in heaven. There's a direct connection between where we are and where God is. And that's what Jesus is saying. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Understand by believing in God, you also know me. And in my Father's house, isn't that something? That the creator of the heavens and earth has made us a home to come to. Our home here connects to that home. When it's a good home and a godly home and a faithful home, you can always tell 
the nature of a home, I think, when I go into it by the kitchen. That's a beautiful kitchen. And the other day, there was so much food, and Eddie Holder and his cooker and all everybody bringing meals, and everybody gathered together. You know, we're about to go into a basketball tournament, and we have a number of different teams that are represented, Carolina, Duke, and State, and Wake Forest, and all the other schools. There was a great coach of State years ago who passed away of cancer. I spoke with the family about this. We all know his speech about never give up. What a wonderful speech. What a wonderful testimony of his faith and his life. But he gave another part of that that people don't seem to remember too much. He also said that every day to be a complete day needs three elements. And he had cancer at this point, and he knew his days were limited, but he was still fighting the good fight and running the race. And he said every day needs to have, it needs to have laughter. And already today and this time, there's been the laughter, not laughing at, but laughing with, the celebration of life, the stories and the understanding, not only of Betty, but how she had that sense of humor and able to relate to people where they are to where she is. But every day should also have thinking where we think, we understand. What is taking place here is very important. This is our home, the church. This is your home, the church. This is the home that calls you. You can tell because we come to it in our times of need, in our times of trouble. This is the place God has provided. And in this postmodern world, understand the churches are under assault by this nation. But we shall proclaim the gospel of a living faith and a loving God, and we will be the home for the people, especially here in the Mamers community. So he said also we should not only laugh and think, but every day we should cry. And there are tears this day. There's tears because tomorrow will not be the same. But understand, home is still home. The connection is still there. So every time you go back through the door, you can know that she is with the cloud of witnesses that surrounds us, we're told in the Bible. And these are guarantees. These aren't suggestions or ideas. If you believe in God, believe in this, that Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And it means that we as a people are not a people who come in sorrow. We come in joy knowing that Christ has provided. And Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you, and where I am, you will be also. And he calls us to this heavenly home. And he says, peace I leave with you. Now, what does that peace mean? It means shalom, of course, and the Jewish understanding of peace with God. But it means something more than that. You know, home is that place where you don't have to worry. You're not under attack. You are there and you're loved. It's unconditional love. This family has had that. You are a family of love. And love has seen you through this point. You have got to gather you have celebrated, you've come together, you've embraced each other in this time knowing that God's grace is with you. God is with us as a family. And this is the peace that Jesus is saying, I leave this peace with you, this peace I give to you. This isn't the peace the world gives. So let not your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. These are the words of faith and hope from the pulpit of Spring Hill United Methodist Church, knowing that one of its own has entered into the presence of God. 
And we on this side, the veil, can only put our trust in the Lord for that's all we really have. And by doing so, our Jesus is there. And he calls us to be with him as well as the ones who have gone on before us in their journey of faith. We will have um, just a committal service in the Holder Family Cemetery afterwards. So let us close in prayer. Dear Lord, help us to see the home we have in heaven that you call us to and the home we have here on earth and our church home that you call us to be a part of. Lord, let us know that this, each and every one are the same. They have the heart of Christ in them. Lord, as we gather here, we ask your needs be with this family as they go through this time here today and then the days and weeks and months to come. Let them continue to find a thing to be happy about and joy and laughter and also to think and to understand and Lord, also to take that moment to express emotion and sorrow. Will you bless us as we go forward? In Jesus' name we pray, amen.